Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew.
was Gina Satoli of Alchemy 7 performing The Magic from the album The Magic. Thank you for joining me this evening. It is always an honor for me to share this time with you. And I want you to know that I appreciate every single one of you. For without you, this show would not exist. Tonight I have a very special interview with a most extraordinary man who I also call my friend, named Edge. Edge is an arch-druid of Ireland, and we'll be talking about a terrible sacrilege that has been taking place at one of the most sacred places in all the world, Tara Hill in Ireland. I would like to start off by directing you to a few of what I have found to be great podcasts and radio shows over the last year. First, I must bow to the master of all independent talk shows, my longtime friend Todd Sheets of Nightwatch and the Jackalope 105 FM Media. Todd not only owns and manages Jackalope 105 FM, but he comes to us every Tuesday night with my favorite paranormal and supernatural talk show, Nightwatch. Todd's audience is huge, bigger than other similar shows combined. His honesty and sincerity are a welcome gift in this world of turbulence. Each week, Todd entrances us with his smooth superhero voice as he presents stories and guests for our entertainment. Thank you, bro, for who you are and all that you do to help the community. It is truly an honor to call you my friend. I would also like to invite all of you to check out the many great shows that are part of the Jackalope 105 FM media family. Next is an enchanting podcast that I came across earlier this year called Pagan Parents on the Edge. It is hosted by my dear friends Foxfire and Arrowwind, who speak of their own adventures as pagan parents, presenting a wealth of knowledge from a parent's point of view regarding raising your children in today's world. While their shows are presented from a pagan point of view, most of their adventures and advice applies to parents of all religious beliefs. This is a great show, and without a doubt, one of my favorite. You can find a link to this show by going to my Shaman's Brew website at www.theshamansbrew.com and clicking on links. Another absolutely magical podcast is called The Celtic Myth Pod Show, hosted by two amazing storytellers, Gary and Ruth, who will tell you ancient tales and legends of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Cornwall, Brittany, and the Island of Man, bringing you the bravery of heroes and heroines, the magnificent uh, pathions of gods and goddesses, and the magic and wonder of druids, fairies, and folklore. They weave together the rich, beautiful tapestry of mythological history, battles, and sagas of the Celts. This is a top-notch podcast, and one you will find very entertaining. As with any of the shows I am mentioning tonight, you can find them by going to my Shaman's Brew website and clicking on links. Ariel's Druidic Craft of the Wise is another one of my favorite shows featuring Ariel, who is one of the greatest teachers I have ever encountered. Ariel talks on witchcraft, Wicca, Druid principles, uh, pagan living, magic, and spiritual development based on the Druidic 
craft of the wise. The really cool thing about Ariel's teachings is that they apply to all traditions as he tries to take a non-denominational approach. Ariel also has a second show called A Witch's Primer, which is a pod class in the begin- in beginning and non-denominational witchcraft, which I highly recommend to any beginner or adept. You can find Ariel's shows on iTunes or in the links on my website. Another show I recommend is called Hex Education, that's H-E-X, on Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Salem Witches Christian Day and Lori Bruno, whose sense of humor and blunt honesty are sure to enchant you. The guest lineup for the show reads like a who's who of witchcraft. Again, you can find them on iTunes or on my webpage, or from their own uh, store webpage at SalemHex.com. There are so many other great shows out there that I highly recommend, but it's hard to put all of them in the limited time restraints of a one-hour show. However, I will be giving shout-outs to many of these uh, people in shows, in coming shows. For now, I would like to... There are many other individuals that I would like to thank as well who have supported me and helped me reach for my dreams, such as Danelle from Denver, who is responsible for me getting into radio, as she encouraged me many years ago to do a segment on her radio show called Full Circle on the WPBN Network. Before this, I had never even considered doing radio. Her belief in me has opened many doors along my path. Danelle is one of the strongest and most intelligent people I know, and I am truly honored to call her my friend. My gratitude and respect for my dear friend, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, is second to none. She has been an inspiration to me and a trusted friend, as well as a wealth of knowledge. The time that I spent with you at the Mothman Festival is very warmly reflected upon. Thank you for all that you do, and just for being you, Rosemary. Because of the length of my interview with Adge, there will be no news from the lab in this episode, but it will return with what I promise to possibly be history-making evidence captured in a recent ITC experiment. There will also be no reading of Dr. Castaneda's work in this episode, but that will return in next show. Now let's take a break and enjoy another cut from Alchemy 7 and Gina Satoli called The Alchemist. This is Marcus Leader, and you're listening to The Shaman's Brew on Jackalope 105 FM.
Right at this very moment, there is a horrible sacrilege about to take place in an ancient magical land that is a major part of the very foundation of our magical world. Standing high up on the hill of Tara, we face the sun's first rays and close our eyes as they warm our faces. The air is crisp and fresh with the morning dew that sparkles upon the grass, and we feel the tranquility of a gentle breeze across our skin that carries with it the whispers of kings and the wisdom of a people far older than the pyramids. We are standing upon holy ground beyond comprehension. This is the ancient Celtic city of the dead, the birthplace and final resting place of legends older than memory. The sacred earth energies here resonate through our souls just as they have for thousands of years. Suddenly, the earth beneath our feet begins to tremble, and the stench of diesel fumes reach our noses, shaking us from our meditations. We run to one side of the hill and look down into the valley, a valley that holds many, many archaeological sites, and we see the horrific sight of bulldozers tearing and ripping at the very heart of Tara. Tara shudders and screams as her heart is forever scarred, and the disturbance in the etheric field that connects all of us to this and other sacred site energies around the world shudders as part of our magical world begins to die. This story has not yet happened, but it is exactly what is about to take place at Tara Hill in Ireland. The National Road Authorities in Ireland have planned a toll road through this sacred valley that will scar the very heart of this sacred place. If that were not bad enough, there are plans to commercialize Tara with parking lots and a ring of lights surrounding the hill. This is exactly what happened to Stonehenge. We need your help to make sure that it does not happen again. We lost part of our magical energy when Stonehenge fell to the barbarians of commercialism. We must not let this happen to Tara. On my webpage, www.sacredsoils.com, you will find a button that says Save Tara. If you click it, it will take you to a page that has all the details about Tara and what is happening and how you can help. Make no mistake, my friends, if Tara falls like Stonehenge, you will be affected in one way or another. We are all connected to a field of energy that scientists call the zero point. And if a major zero point energy center like Tara falters, then our own energy fields change along with it. We need to let the government know that we do care and that we feel strongly against this toll road, a road that can easily be deterred a few miles to miss the valley completely. There are already many people in Ireland fighting and protesting the road, but none shines brighter than a very extraordinary man that I am very proud to call my friend. His name is Edge, and he is an extremely knowledgeable and wise druid who has vowed to throw himself under the bulldozers before he will let Tara be harmed. How many of us are willing to die for our beliefs? Edge is living this battle in Ireland and knows much about the subject as anyone else. And therefore, I am very pleased to have Adj as a guest on my show to explain what is happening in Tara. The following is an interview I did with him a few days ago. Hello, Adj. Welcome to the Shaman's Brew. 
Uh, before we get on to the topic of Tara Hill, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became involved with protecting the sacred sites uh, like Stonehenge and Tara Hill? Certainly, Mark. Um, hello to everybody. Um, my name is Adge, and I'm a Druid. Originally, I'm from Cornwall. I've been living in Ireland now for nearly 20 years. Um, I became involved in the Tara um, road protest um, because of basically what happened to Stonehenge many years ago. You see, I used to go to Stonehenge for the summer solstice celebrations for many years, and uh, I slowly saw that temple being turned into a tourist trap. It was ringed with barbed wire and searchlights. There was a concrete tunnel put into it under the road, a big car park put there, uh, shops, all sorts of things. You had to pay to get in. It was guarded. And then eventually the Thatcher government um, closed the access to the place entirely in 1985. And um, that was one of the main reasons why I came here to Ireland. I had also been involved in the uh, peace movement. I was jailed for anti-nuclear protest. And a lot of other things had gone on as well. So basically I came to Ireland to get away from it all. And Ireland was very good to me. Ireland healed me. When I came here, I had a breakdown because of all the stress I'd been through. Oh, yeah. And I lived quietly alone uh, for many years, almost like a hermit. I took up wood carving, and that's basically led me to the wood carving business that I have now, making staffs, wands, uh, altar tools for druids and people like that. <laughs> so. I got, um, I, I joined a Druid Grove and in Leitrim, and through that I became involved with the Druids of Ireland, and I started going to Tara for the summer solstice, as I have been doing for some years now. Okay. And we have now a big organised summer solstice celebration up on Tara Hill which anybody is welcome. It's free and open to everyone. It starts at dawn and goes on till sunset. It's wonderful. Thousands of people come to it, and it's peaceful, and it's lovely and magical. But now the National Roads Authority here in Ireland want to put a toll road through the Tara Screen Valley. Now, to put this in context, I'd better explain that Tara Hill, uh, the place that everybody recognizes as Tara Hill, is about 100 acres in extent. But the hill itself was a sacred place. Nobody ever lived up there. In fact, it was a city of the dead. And the people who worked there and worshipped there, they lived nearby, um, scattered miles around. You see, Tara is the center of a huge archaeological complex that spreads miles. And it extends um, across to the hill of Screen, which is a couple of miles away. And all around it, it's the hundred acres of Tara Hill cannot be viewed in isolation. So in the Tara Screen Valley, there are many, many historical and archaeological um, sites of the greatest importance, and this toll road is going to be put right across them. Now, this is also going to include a huge roundabout just to the north of Tara Hill, only a thousand yards away from it, 
which is going to be ringed with great big lights. There's a redevelopment zone around it, so we'll see garages, um, a tire and exhaust place, shops, all sorts of things. So they'll be illuminated at night. So Bango has any chance of seeing the stars and the planets from Tara at night time. Oh, yeah. Now, this scheme is also intimately linked with a development plan for up on Tara Hill itself. Um, there's a plan for developing it for tourism, which is, includes an interpretive centre, a big car park, and of course shops selling all sorts of rubbish. Um, that will, of course, if it follows the pattern of Stonehenge and Newgrange, include being fenced off and we have to pay to get in. So again, bang goes our chances of being up there at night for lunar celebrations, etc. Oh, yeah. Um, now, why they're insisting on running this um, road, this toll road, or, uh, I do emphasize it's a toll road, it's being built by a private company who will be making money out of it for the foreseen future. Okay. Um, it's not a public service motorway, it's a toll road. Now, I can only assume that money is the main motivation for them putting it through there. Uh, of course. There is a perfectly good alternative route around the other side of Tara Hill, about three miles away, which approximately follows the course of the old Navin railway line. Now, this would not involve anywhere near so much archaeological destruction, and it would, in fact, be quicker and cheaper to put the road around in that route even now. You see, um, all these archaeological sites that are on the proposed Tara Screen route, and there are four to six of them that have been identified so far, it's going to cost approximately 30 million euros and take at least two years to excavate these places properly, because now we're a member of Europe. Um, archaeological excavations have to be run according to European rules now, not Irish ones, which means they can't just bulldoze their way straight through them. They've got to do a thorough job. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot longer and a lot more money to put it through the Tara Screen Valley than if they were actually to do some rational planning and put it around the other side of the hill where it should have been all along. Yeah, that doesn't um, make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it, do, it just doesn't make sense the uh, where it is right now. You see, everybody knows that we need a new road. We are not opposed to the fact that we need a new road. I mean, the traffic jams getting into Dublin are terrible. Uh, I mean, I was I, I drove along that main road in, in Navin yesterday. The traffic jams were appalling. It took about an hour to get a mile. Uh, um, you know, the infrastructure here is terrible. I mean, why they closed down that railway line in the first place defeats me, but still... Um, it doesn't look like joined up thinking. Anyway, we need, we do need a new road. I mean, there's no question about that. We do not oppose the new road. We're just opposing that part of the route which is planned to go through the Taurus Green Valley. Now, is there a reason that you know of why they would have picked that uh, route as opposed to uh, Well, the NRA are very much a law unto themselves. Um, to give you a bit of background, uh, there's been a... Uh, a long-running fight over the Dublin Ring Road, the M50, at a place called Carrick Mines Castle. Now, uh, any rational person would have avoided the ruins of this medieval castle and just run, run it around it. Uh -huh. But the planning um, that's been going on in this country for the past several decades has been absolutely appalling. There have been a number of tribunals of inquiry into planning decisions, and they've revealed levels of corruption that are absolutely appalling here. And all the evidence um, points to the fact that um, 
a lot of the planning that happens in this country is influenced more by money changing hands than it is by any rational decisions. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Unfortunately, yes. Um, there was a survey came out a couple of years ago on levels of corruption in different European countries, and unfortunately Ireland came out third of the list, behind Sicily and Albania, if memory serves. The levels of corruption here are absolutely appalling. Um, it's commonly known here as um, the brown envelopes passing hands. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. It is. It is, because it means that um, after decades of it, the traffic situation in Dublin is absolutely appalling. There's virtually gridlock there almost any day you care to go down there. Um, there were loads and loads of little railway lines all over the place here, and they got torn up. Um, the, we are meant, the, the, the road tax money that we pay for every vehicle to be on the road here, that road tax is meant to go for the building and the maintaining of the roads. Well, they abandoned any pretense of that actually happening years back because of mismanagement down in Dublin. Uh, with public funds there by the city managers, this is all go all our road tax money is now going on pension funds. Oh, so there's no road, there's no new roads being built here by our road tax money. The only new roads now are being financed by the EU or private companies. Mm -hmm. And now that there's 10 new countries joined the EU this year, they're all going to be clamoring for money, so I don't see much more coming from that source. No, not likely. And currently there are about six big new toll road um, plans going through, um, they're all being built by private companies for profit. Uh -huh. So I don't think you have to look all that far to um, see the evidence uh, that, well, should we say that the planning process is not all it should be? No, it doesn't sound If like anybody's it. seriously interested, I advise them to look up the various tribunals that have been going on here in Ireland recently and draw their own conclusions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, now, on October 10th of this year, uh, there was a well-organized uh, protest against the uh, proposed highway uh, through the Tara Valley, and I saw by the papers that uh, you were involved along with a few celebrities. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened that day? Yes, indeed. Stuart Townsend was up there, the actor. Oh, yeah. He's a lovely man, and he's very much involved with this. He's now the spokesman for the Save Tara campaign. Mm -hmm. um, he used to play up there when he was a kid. Oh, really? And he's very, very much interested in helping out with um, opposing this, uh, the routing of the new road. And uh, someone of his fame can get a lot of publicity for this that ordinary people like myself can't. Oh, yeah. So fair play to Stuart. Uh, full marks to him. He's a lovely guy. Um, his girlfriend, uh, Charlize Theron, the actress, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, she's having her portrait painted by Jim Fitzpatrick, who's one of the most famous Irish artists there is today. And that portrait will be auctioned and the money raised will be going towards the uh, fighting fund and the court costs and everything like this that we will need, because we are going to need to finance all sorts of things for this. If we have to fight this, then, I mean, it's going to take quite a lot of money and quite a lot of publicity. Um, now, I realize that most people don't have access to that sort of money or that sort of publicity. Um, but what I would ask them to do is to support us. And there are a number of different ways in which this can be done. Okay. Now, on 
uh, your website, I take it you have links to the Save Tara screening campaign. Yes. There are all the addresses and the names of the relevant officials here in Ireland, starting with Bertie O'Hearn, the Taoiseach, also the Minister of Transport, the Minister of the Environment, the National Road Authority, and anybody else that you can think of. Now, don't bother to email them. They just get deleted. Write them. Write letters and keep writing letters because no politician can afford to ignore tons of mail landing on their desk every day. That's true. They can't ignore that. Yeah, they can uh, filter out Somebody emails. in their office and their staff has to deal with those things and uh, give a written reply as well. They can't just do it by deleting your emails off the computer. That's too easy for them. So don't waste time emailing. That's no good. Write letters. Write lots of letters. You could also try writing your own um, elected representatives over there in America. Yeah, our congressmen. Now, I'm sure that there are a number of them who are of Irish descent and oh, yeah. take an active interest in this. Now, I believe that there are also somewhere around 40 million Americans who claim Irish descent. Now, I'm sure that they'd be interested to know that there is a scar being gouged across the heart of Ireland. Oh, yes, I'm sure they would. I'm sure that... Uh, so, go to the local Irish pubs. Talk to the staff and ask them if you can put up a poster or perhaps even hold a tower night there, get some traditional musicians along and invite the whole Irish community. Oh, that's a great idea. There must be lots and lots of Irish-American cultural associations, heritage groups, artists, um, all sorts of things like that. Any, there's all sorts of um, link-ups. Um, now, I don't know where these people are, but I'm sure that your listeners do. So please, get out there and bang the drum about Tara. It's one of the most sacred sites in the world, and it's due to be desecrated. This is sacrilege, and I'm talking now as a druid. This is sacrilege of a sacred site that is being planned here. And I think that everybody anywhere in the world who is of any kind of Irish descent really ought to know about this. And they should do something to preserve the heritage of Ireland, you know. Um, I'm in touch with druids up and down Ireland, and in Britain, in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, as well as America. Mm -hmm. And one and all, the Druids are appalled at this. We are united in opposing the route of this new road. And that is something that's probably never, ever happened before. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. So there's lots and lots of people there um, out there that would have an interest in this. Um, any Druid who reads the history of Ireland knows that the Druids of old time were intimately involved with Tara. Much of Ireland's history has happened up there, so anybody of Irish um, ancestry should be interested in this. And for ordinary Americans who feel that they might have no connection with Tara or Ireland at all, mm -hmm. I'd say this. Um, whatever your opinions on the war in Iraq, most of the U.S. troops who are there now staged through Shannon Airport, Ireland sacrificed its neutrality to help America. We would kind of appreciate a little bit of help in return, you know. That's a very good point. Yeah, and I didn't know that myself. Mm. So, um, this is how we feel about things here. We've got a major fight on our hands. We're up against a government that doesn't listen. Hey, does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the fight. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, that's basically the position. Um, if anybody wants to check out any of this information, there are a number of websites with lots and lots of information, all the history about what's happened up at Tara um, recently, the campaign about um, opposing the route. Like I said, we're not opposing the road. We all re recognize that a new road is needed, but not where they're planning on putting it. It's rather like running a motorway through the graveyard outside your local church. You oh, wouldn't yeah. be too happy now, would you? No. no I don't I think don't, anybody would don't be. think anybody would. No. Well, that is the situation that we are faced with right here. Except that this is a far older church than anything that's built by oh, yeah. human hands. Far older. This is an ancient sacred temple. And what's planned on doing is tearing up the bones of our ancestors and just scattering them in the, in the course of profit. Oh, that's sacrilege. It is. I don't use a word like that lightly, but in no. this case, it thoroughly deserves it. No, that is unbelievable. Hmm. Unfortunately, it's true. I wish I couldn't, didn't have to believe it, but I'm faced with the reality that this is what's happening. It's right on my doorstep here. And... I'm very much involved with Tara, as I used to be very much involved with Stonehenge. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a part of the regular solstice celebrations that happen up there every year. I've done weddings up there, hand fastings we call them. Mm -hmm. um, I've done namings of babies, I've done death rites up there. I've done workshops, magical mystery tours, talks, all sorts of things. Uh, Tara sort of reached out and claimed me, as Stonehenge did in the old days. And so I feel a commitment to the place. And so I'm doing whatever I can to oppose this road. And if that includes standing in front of the bulldozers, then I'll do that too. Now, I'm quite prepared to do that on my own. Uh -huh. I carry a lot more weight if there was other people there with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... They don't have to be standing in front of the bulldozers. They Just can be support. in other ways. Mm -hmm. But so long as, I've got, so long as we've got people... Here, there, everywhere, helping out. We're not alone. Yeah, and that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, have you on the show is because you know we hear about these things in the news and you know it kind of just glazes off of us. We we really don't get the full impact. And you're you're there living it. You know you're you know firsthand what's what's going on. Mm. And um, it just doesn't. You know a lot of times our news uh, is. You know, even though it's supposed to be open press and everything, it's a lot of times our news is uh, edited and filtered, so there's a lot of things we don't see that's going on in other countries. And so we don't get the full impact. But um, if, uh, if any of our listeners wanted to help beyond writing letters or beyond support, if they wanted to uh, send donations, is there any central place they can do that? The man to contact is called Vincent Salafia. And he is one of the main organizers of the Save Tara screen campaign. Um, but our main, mainly what we want really right now is letters. We want letters on desks and we want lots of them because okay. that's the way to wake up our politicians. Donations later on when it comes to court cases, then we'll be, in, then we'll be needing them certainly. But right now the thing to do is to write letters and keep writing them. Don't just write one and think that's it. I've done it. Yeah. Because it takes repeating and repeating and repeating. Yeah, to get their attention. You know. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if, for instance, we can motivate 40 million Irish Americans to start writing letters, that's going to sort of bury the Doyle. In yeah, that's a little Ohio. hard to ignore. They can't ignore that. Mm. Even though Americans don't vote over here, you haven't voting rights here. There's a lot of people here that have got relatives in America, and that might influence them on the votes here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, everybody knows, you know, either related to or have friends that are uh, of Irish descent in this country. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, Irish people have got all over the world. And so have Cornish as well. I mean, I'm a Cornishman and proud of it, so I'm going to stand up for my country too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. No, that's um, that's absolutely terrible. What's going on over there? Um, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd heard you know just little glitches in the news and stuff about it, but nothing really you know major. It's just you don't hear about it here. Right. I mean, I do understand that there are far worse things happening in the world, and per- I haven't lost my sense of perspective in this. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are terrible things happening out there. There's wars, there's famines, there's illnesses, there's all sorts of things which are far, far worse. And some people may wonder why I'm putting so much time and effort into helping to protect Tara. Well, Tara is timeless. Tara is something that's not just of the here and now. Tara goes far back into the past, far, far back into the past, and hopefully it will go far into the future as well. You know, what we see of Tara right now is only a small time slice, <clears throat> and it's just in our perception now. But it's something that's been going on for a long, long time. Tara is integral to the old myths and the legends of Celtic Ireland. It's where the High Kings were crowned. It's where many of the laws were passed. It's where um, meetings have been held even after the times of the Druids and the Kings by people like Daniel O'Donnell, for, uh, for instance. Um, there have been great meetings up there um, throughout history. Tara has always been a sacred place. It's been a central place. It is the heart of Ireland. And what's happening now is that this toll road will gouge a scar across the heart of Ireland. And that's what I'm trying to prevent. Yeah, we can't let that happen. So... Um I will be putting up uh, all the links and information uh, for any listeners that uh, want to go there to get the addresses and uh, write these letters and um, see what we can do to uh, get their attention and um, you know make them think twice about what they're doing. Believe me, Mark, that would be so much appreciated. We need all the help that we can get. And so I say again to anybody out there, please, spare a little time, sit down, Write some letters. Try and help us here, eh? Because we need all the help that we can get. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we are just about uh, at the end of our uh, our time here. So before I go, uh, Adge, um, I know that you're an extraordinary craftsman of magical tools uh, such as athames and wands and staffs, uh, talismans, uh, all made from the ancient bog oak. And I would like to do a future show with you on uh, more about you and the magical tools that you make. And I was wondering if you could possibly uh, come back on the show uh, next month. I'd love to. Maybe give us an update of what's going on with uh, Tara at that time. Yes, indeed. I would love to. Thank you very much for asking me. Well, we, we really appreciate you coming on the show. 
And on behalf of all of our listeners, um, I'd like to thank you for sharing your time and stories with us. And know that we are all behind you in your efforts to save Tara, and uh, we will do whatever we can to help. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to the listeners as well. Blessed be. So there you have it. Sacrilege in the deepest sense. Yes, indeed, Adge is quite a remarkable individual. Please go to my website, www.sacredsoils, that's all one word, dot com, and you will find all the ways that you can help save Tara, including an online petition that you can sign to show that there are those who care. But remember what Adge said, send letters by mail. That is what they need the most right now. Also, tell your friends and neighbors or the people you work with, along with your email contacts, about this and ask them to help also. Together, we can take back and preserve our magical heritage. And we are just about out of time, so I'm going to thank you all again for listening to the show. I'm going to play the show out now by a song selection from Parnassus called Tastana. This is Marcus Leader, and you've been listening to The Shaman's Brew on the Jackalope Radio Network. Atashnana, the dew is on the grass, the spirit of the ancients, we are children of the past. The one breath that creates us is the one breath we all take, makes a rainbow round the world from the love that we all
the spirit of the ancients We are children of the past The one breath that creates us is the one breath we all take Makes a rainbow round the world From the love that we all make Over and through us 
no 